0: This is SPR.
1: Korean pharmaceutical company FOTAN has issued a statement regarding its prescription sleep aid Snortex, which has had the unexpected side effect of turning its users into uncontrollable rage monsters. The formulation will now be prescribed only as a military-grade super soldier
2: formula that may cause drowsiness. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Deirdre Wilson. The merit hearing of Cosmos may be the most important immigration case in a generation. For weeks, America has been waiting to see whether the man who has saved the world 23 times will be saved by the U.S. justice system. SBR will have an eye on this case across all of our programming. Earlier this afternoon, the proceedings began with Cosmos making the following statement.
3: I have never hidden who I am. The reason for this is simple. I am incredibly powerful. I have bargained for the right to be an alien. It's not a right I was given. It was a right I earned. As a boy growing up in the proud state of Arkansas, I didn't know I was from another planet. My parents didn't tell me. They had this child and they said, He may be from outside this world, but on the surface, he looks human. He can pass. Uh, Just let him pass, and he will have a normal life. But I was different. And because of those differences, I have the power to stop asteroids, crush robots, and pursue my ideals to the best of my ability. The people of Earth have called me a credit to my kind. All this time, my nemesis, Babylon, insisted that beneath these kind words was fear, that to my adopted world, I was a freak who was tolerated only because he was useful, and I have never believed him. And yet, how are other extraterrestrials, who only have the power to live quiet, decent lives, how are they treated? Are they freaks? some other that are not useful enough to be tolerated. These aliens who have come in peace to live in peace are now told that they cannot do it on this soil, that their heritage keeps them from the right to safety, that if they can't do good, they are on the next rocket out. Well, that defies everything I have been told about this country and about this world. This is a country that in its charter, declared itself a home for the outcast. A place where the downtrodden could live and thrive and grow. I was a refugee and I came to a country that was a safe haven for refugees, a shelter in the storm. A country that believed in higher ideals. And even if it didn't always live up to them, it pursued them. A country that inspired its citizens to pursue them. I miss that country. Because if I am not a citizen here, if instead of being accepted as an Earthling, I am merely tolerated for my utility, then that great country I landed in exists only in our dreams.
2: The hearing is expected to continue for the rest of the day. We'll have the latest updates as they happen.
0: That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from Washington. It's 72 degrees here in Paradise City. Coming up next, we enter the speech bubble.
1: From JDHC Houston, this is the speech bubble. I'm Kelly Close. As Cosmos versus U.S. Attorney General continues into the afternoon, We're gonna break down the arguments as they're presented. With us on the program, from the Atlantis Center for Alien Justice, Rich Peters, the chair of the House Committee on Alien Integration, Congresswoman Linda Meridot, and on the phone from Lunar Supermax Prison, we have frequent Cosmos nemesis, Bone Grinder. We'll start with you, Rich. We have been told that these proceedings may start and end on the same day. Is that unusual for a case like this?
4: It is very unusual, but not in the way that you think. Because of the high profile of this case, they expect it to last around 10 hours. The median immigration proceeding is less than three. Really? Yes. In an immigration case, unlike a criminal case, there really isn't a prosecution. An alien either is here legally or they aren't. The question is whether they should be allowed to stay. And that's typically up to the alien or their counsel to prove.
1: Now, Linda... Cosmos has been pretty vocal about his otherworldly heritage in his 25 years as a hero. Why the sudden investment in his deportation? It's
5: unfortunate that this should have to happen, but he broke the law. When Cosmos was arrested in D.C. last month, he was charged with unlawful assembly and resisting arrest. According to the law, any criminal activity by an off triggers an immediate immigration hearing. As DHS has said in its opening statement, Cosmos has had over four decades to become a naturalized citizen and never chose to do so. Because he chose to be a citizen of the earth, his status is the same as any other illegal alien.
1: But it's Cosmos. The
5: law doesn't make those kinds of distinctions.
4: Can we also talk briefly about that resisting arrest charge? Cosmos... Cosmos once threw a 7,000-pound cyborg into the sun. If he resisted arrest, then he wouldn't have been
5: arrested. He isn't being prosecuted for resisting arrest, though. He's being prosecuted for unlawful presence.
4: Because of the resisting arrest charge, this is something we see all the time, where normal, hardworking immigrants are put on rocket ships due to technicalities.
1: Ultimately, this case seems to be increasing public sympathy for these more anonymous extraterrestrials. Linda, what do you think the president hopes to gain from this?
5: The president wants to show that no one is above the law, not even Cosmos. If an alien
1: comes to Earth in secret, that's an invasion. This is a bit of a reversal for you. Just a month ago you were saying that the extraterrestrial ban was not what America is about.
5: I think as this ban has been implemented, we've seen our streets become safer. And you know, as it's gone, Crime has been decreasing for years. And this is as an, it's gone down. A lot of us are changing our opinions. You talk to communities and they are saying the same thing. Cosmos broke the law. He needs to face the consequences.
1: Speaking of facing the consequences of breaking the law, let's turn to Mr. Bonegrinder. Now, you are in a prison on the moon for a hundred years, largely because of Cosmos. How do you feel watching him go before the courts himself?
0: I have vowed on the five stars of Delta Levinus, that I will burn Cosmos's flesh and grind his bones to dust. But if I'm being honest, I feel for him. I also come from a foreign star, and although I have come to your world to rule it and reduce all who oppose me to atoms... I feel this targeting of aliens is deeply unfair. Cosmos is brave for defying it. I have a lot of respect for him. His victory will be a tribute to his memory as I erase all physical aspects of his being from this world.
1: You think he's going to win?
0: Of course he's going to win. He's Cosmos.
1: Linda?
5: The president is the real winner here, showing alien invaders that this administration is finally taking the law seriously.
4: Rich? Cosmos is Cosmos, so he may have a real shot, but if he were anyone else, I'd tell him not to get his hopes up.
1: Well, there you have it. Tomorrow on our program, we'll be in the studio with Iron Barracuda talking about the impact of Babylon's escape and what a world without Cosmos would look like. For the Speech Bubble, I'm Kelly Close.
5: Support for SPR comes from AmniSecure File Disposal. We ensure your confidential documents are disposed of in the most secure way possible, destroying the originals and wiping the memory of anyone who has seen them. So effective? You may have hired us already. If you do have an invoice from us, please do not ignore it. You still owe us for our services. First-time users can save 30% by videotaping themselves purchasing an Amnisecure file disposal and posting it with the hashtag ThisReallyHappened, please pay your balance. Your files aren't secure until they are Amnisecure.
2: Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Deirdre Wilson. The merit hearing has continued with a slew of witnesses. Phil Axiom, the lawyer heading Cosmos' defense, has said the team has received over 150,000 requests from people volunteering to testify on Cosmos' behalf. To quote, avoid a media circus, the judge in this case, Leonard DiVolo, has capped the number of witnesses to six. Among those selected by the legal team include Megan Rapino, captain of the U.S. soccer team, whose plane was rescued by Cosmos early last year. D.C. Mayor Tanya Simmons, the Legion's supercomputer Franklin, and actress Meryl Streep. The court is accepting what are called character letters and has been inundated with accounts from the many thousands of lives saved by Cosmos through the years. In other news, with the potential loss of arguably its two mightiest figures in Quantum and Cosmos, the Legion has begun a new campaign featuring some of its young up-and-comers. Nationwide public confidence in the organization is at an all-time low, with respondents in a new SPR Steel Trap poll showing only 63% of Americans believe the Legion can keep them safe from a planet-eating space cloud, down from 82% last year.
0: That was Deirdre Wilson, SPR, Washington. It is 74 degrees here in Paradise City. Coming up next is These American Supers.
4: From QSPZ Baltimore, it's these American supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. With the country's eyes on the world's most famous hero this week, we sometimes forget there was a time Cosmos was just a boy from Arkansas hoping to do some good. This sort of work rarely makes headlines, but across the country, thousands of communities rely on local supers, and within these towns, there's a lot of pride for their homegrown heroes. Ellen Spiegel has the story. <laughs>
0: It's Ray. Hey Ray, come on over. <laughs> Good
3: day, citizens.
0: Are you Ray. Hey Ray, shoot them lasers.
3: Oh, I, I, I shouldn't, Mr. Williams. Not indoors. Shoot
0: lasers, Ray. Oh, do it. Blazes. Do it. Ray it
1: do down. it.
3: All no, no, right. Ray. Ray.
6: This is Ray McCormick, otherwise known as
3: Ray. It's just Ray. I had a secret identity, but in Crossin, well, they just sort of all recognized me, didn't they? Six foot two, big broad guy with laser hands. That's Ray, all right. (laughs) I made a cool red face mask and everything.
6: Crossin, Missouri is a small town, and they never had a hero before Ray came along.
3: Not many villains out here. I mean, there are no villains out here. Crossin ain't exactly a bustling metropolis, so there ain't much work. But I think the people around here like having someone to look up to.
1: Our own super. Not one of them alien fellas swooping in and out, not even taking time to wipe their boots here, but a good homegrown crossing boy.
6: This is Mayor Helen Jansen, Ray's biggest fan.
1: There's real prestige there for a town like this. We've never had much crime, mind you, but... There's times we get some wildlife through or a bad traffic accident, and we'll call Ray in. He's just a charm in the winter, too. Most people don't even need a shovel with Ray around blasting the way clear.
3: Aw, oh, shit. I do it, I can.
6: To keep up with his responsibilities, Ray keeps himself to a strict schedule. Mornings are dedicated to two-hour workouts. You
3: know, kettlebells, wind sprints.
6: And, of course, target practice. <laughs> and then comes his first breakfast.
3: Doc Peters says I burn through 3,000 calories with every blast. All that energy has to come from somewhere, I figure. Town's real great about that, though.
6: His kitchen is stocked with homemade meals from local families. Casseroles, fried chicken, and pies. Pies as far as the eye can see.
3: I eat five meals a day. I had one of those folks from the Southern Battalion come back at school, and he says some of their heroes eat 12. 12
6: and then begins his patrol. Ray goes around town on foot most of the time, and it seems that everyone in Crossin looks forward to seeing him.
5: We've had a handful of gifted children around here, but Crossin ain't ever got someone like Ray. (laughs) They say he could be a statewide hero, though. A bunch of us think he's too big for one state. Practically Cosmos, Jr. <laughs>
6: Ray meets these people with a warm smile and is willing to help them out with anything they need. This ranges from helping with yard work or bending wrought iron fences back to their original shape.
5: You should see the way he shuffles my drive.
6: Three days with Ray and not once did he encounter a single crime or villain.
3: Way well, I figure a hero is a hero all the time. Don't matter if there's villain or not. If someone's got a problem, you solve it. Simple as that. Of course, if ever there was real trouble around here, I have my radio.
6: When Ray was declared Crosson's hero, Mayor Jansen gave him a long-range communicator. A small, rugged walkie-talkie.
3: My ray O. <laughs> Get it?
6: Ray always has it by his side. On our sixth night in Crossin, he got his first emergency call of the month.
1: Ray, come in. Come in, Ray. Go for Ray.
3: We got trouble down at the old mill. Okay, we're out here on Route 3, and we got a report out that there's been a break-in at the old mill. Not sure what they're up to, so stay back and let me handle this. You can hear them out there. They got a fire going. Maybe attempting arson for some satanic ritual. Wait here. All right, there. In the name of the law, you come out, and Danny,
5: Ray. Damn it, Danny!
3: They said you were breaking into the place.
5: No, we're just out here drinking. uh, Hey, everyone, it's Ray. (laughs) Oh, oh, Um, hey, Ray.
3: Ray. Everyone, this ain't proper. Mills closed. You know that. What do you got there? You, you drinking fathead? Yeah. Want one? Danny Yell, I'm on patrol. Sure as hell, right, I want one. Bored as anything out there. Oh, here, here, meet these radio guys.
6: The one constant of the week everyone loves Ray. He's definitely a special one sometimes it's hard to see past the kid who cried because he worried about melting his brain every time he picked his nose. I never cried over it. You did. Third grade. Don't pretend. You singed two nose hairs and started bawling. We all saw you. But, you know, we all really wondered what he's gonna be doing in five years. Like, are Ray out there saving the world? Like Cosmos? Or Green Thumb or someone? Though,
5: some people wouldn't mind if he decided to stick around.
1: Ray's really put us on the map at least at the state level people are starting to talk about him like he might be missouri's next big hero and everyone's gonna see what a crossing boy can do and what
6: do you want
1: ray
3: be nice to do some proper heroing have a villain and such but you're about those guys moving up a step and disappearing i mean laser hands are good for crossing but uh, i don't know
6: the heroic Legion, however, seems to have more faith in Ray's abilities. His home is filled with letters and packages from the Legion's new Capes recruitment program, but Ray doesn't
1: open them.
3: I'll get to them eventually. I'll stay too busy to have my head in the clouds.
1: Ray, come in, Ray. Ray here. There's a family raccoon stuck in Miss L. Ray's kitchen, and they're looking for trouble.
4: I'm on it.
6: Such is life for Crossan's mightiest hero.
4: That was Ellen Spiegel reporting from in Missouri. That's it for our program. My mother asked where she could watch my show, and I had a reminder that it's on...
3: Ray-D-O.
4: <laughs> we'll be back soon with more of these American supers.
2: Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Deidre Wilson. Cosmos versus U.S. Attorney General has reached his final moments. Randall Ricci, representing the United States, delivered a 37-minute closing statement in which he presented Cosmos as a taxpayer liability, citing over $24 billion in property damages over his career, saying, quote, The Cosmos legacy has had a real cost for our country. We thank him, but we are better off without him. Now that the case has been finalized, the judge has up to 30 days to review the additional testimony and written reports. Given the destruction of his homeworld, if Cosmos were to lose, it's still unclear where the hero would be deported.
0: That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from Washington, D.C. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark, with additional producing by Brendan Sokler and Carla Lerner. This episode features the talents of Amanda Sykes, Connor Maroney, Danielle Cohn, Danny Gavigan, Dave Panfilo, John Dorsey, Keith Michael Penault, Robin Maitland, Sarah Allen, Tiffany Clifton, and the SPR Players, with special thanks to Brenna Killeen. The SPR main theme was composed by Rock Lee. Other themes were composed by Stephen Munoz. SPR is directed and edited by Maximilian Clark. SPR is supported by listeners like you. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. You can also support SPR by heading to Patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Patrons get access to ad-free episodes, interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. For more, head to SuperhumanPublicRadio.com. Coming up in the next hour, who's in charge when you mind control yourself? These questions and more on The Utility Belt. This is SPR.